See, Ella is right on time too. Did you see that? Well, see, a minute that's a early, call. actually. Professional. Yeah, yeah, that like we said at the start of the show, <laughs> professional. We're, What's up? Yeah, well, how's it going? What's going on? Welcome to the show. First of all, we were just saying you probably heard us. We had somebody on the line. We used the Discord so people can call in. And I'm sure he had a comment about something we were talking about, probably with the Saudi show and Goldberg. But this caller calls in a lot, and he is never done in two minutes. Never. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he takes a long time. But anyways, it's your time to shine right now, as they say. Or someone says. <laughs> somebody you, says Somebody it. says it. How are you doing tonight? I'm exhausted. I've been up since 5.30 in the morning, but I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> well, hey, that's okay. You can, Hey, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, what would you be doing if you were not here right now? Going right to bed? Yes, because I have work again in the morning. <laughs> shoot job or some wrestling work? Or is wrestling shoot, your shoot, shoot job? Shoot job. Shoot job, yeah. I'm trying to get that over, shoot job. I've heard a lot of people say I thought I was the only one for a while. No, like wrestling. I used to just say day job or whatever, yeah, but yeah. I would see people say shoot job, so I just roll with it. I think it was uh, – we had Tony Deppin on. I think Tony Deppin said shoot job for the first time, and I was like, yes, solid gold. Solid gold. Um, Yeah, so I was telling Vanessa at the start of the show, this is like a mark out guess for me because I've used a Wrestling Gal podcast for several of the guests that we've had on. And I can remember the first one. The first time I heard you, it was with Roxy. And I knew nothing about her. And you were one of the only people that had ever talked to her at that time. And I heard it. And it was not like your typical podcast. It was not long. It was sh- short. It was great. Uh, it was, uh, I just fell in love with it. And I've used, I, I used you to prep for Christy James. I think Delilah Doom. I mean, whoever, whoever we have on, I, I'll use your podcast first to prepare. And then I'll branch out. So, well, yeah. I must say, I've used your podcast, too, for a few of mine as Interesting. well. Interesting. Who? Because, um, ironically, so I had Delilah on twice. So I list, I know you listen to mine for yours, but then I listened to yours for my second one with her. That I definitely recall, and a few other people as well. Okay. All right, cool. So hold on. So I'll ask you this question. So you use another podcast to prepare for your show. How do you basically take something from one podcast, reform it to fit your show? I mean, I know, I know how I do it. How do you do it? Is it difficult? Is it challenging? No, I don't think so. Cause sometimes they're like in midst telling a story and then they'll say like one specific detail, like, like, Oh, I did cheerleading or like something like random yeah. that the interviewer like doesn't elaborate on. But I'm like, Oh, that's a good talking point because it wasn't covered in that interview, but they mentioned it's like a good nugget of information. So I'll try to take some of those nuggets of information that they talk about in there and reform it or ask more in depth questions yeah. about it. Cause sometimes some interviews don't go like in depth about stuff like that so that's how i try to approach it sometimes though there's definitely been people that i've been their first interview or i just could not find anything on them so that's when it becomes more difficult but i've definitely managed both sides of research and also formulating my own questions too from their social medias when you get a guess that maybe it's their first podcast ever 
um, their first interview ever, do you find that you have to lean on those uh, cliche wrestling podcast tropes? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Um, definitely, too. I've done it a few times because I could not, like, I would find some stuff on, like, social media, but there's literally nothing to go off of. So I try to steer away from those basic questions unless in the instance that it is somebody's first podcast. And I absolutely cannot find anything else like outside of wrestling or on their socials. So I have a few times, but that was only because it was like literally their first podcast. And that's happened, I think 10 times now where I was at somebody's first podcast. Wow. That's pretty cool though. That's fun. I wonder if we've been anybody's first, probably not. So speaking of, finding uh small bits of nuggets from other podcasts um how does a a uh, wonderful lady like yourself um 15 minutes from the peace bridge uh go from the rehabilitation counseling graduate course to uh empowering women's wrestling it's a crazy thing i graduated you did your research <laughs> I know. I literally graduated. I went to college for psych because that was something I had literally been saying since middle school that yeah. I was going to do. Like that was something that I was passionate about. I loved my college years. I minored in creative writing as well, but I had always been set on psychology and like I graduated with my bachelor's um, December of 2018. So I had like that whole spring to basically get my stuff together for grad school because to do anything yeah. in psych you kind yeah. of have to have a, a at least a master's so you go on to the step applying to grad schools do the whole interview i got accepted yada yada enrolled but then i was like mm, i don't know if this is really really what i want to do because it's even more years of schooling yep. and student loans so i unenrolled and i'm like mm, i'm gonna take maybe a semester or another year off i still was working same shoot job i am right now which is retail and i was like at least i have a job to back me up and i can kind of just chill and maybe refocus re i don't know reanalyze everything but wrestling was always in the back of my mind and like i had just discovered like in the it's so stupid, but like I had really focused on independent wrestling, like opened my eyes to it around the same time too. And I had other friends who were doing podcasting, like my good friend, Samira, who I've worked with many, many times. Um, and like, I see Chris Van Fleet and like Alicia to have their own like podcasts oh, and interviews. And I'm like, I've girl. been a closet wrestling fan forever. Oh, we all are but like, yeah, it's even, <laughs> even talking about it now, it's definitely better than I used to be. But definitely, I was like, I love talking about wrestling. And I'm like, I'm so sick of being like a closeted fan. I like I want an outlet to talk about it and seeing other people like conversate with others. And maybe that's where I use my psych now is like conversating with others and forming those connections. But I just wanted to start my own podcast from the female perspective, because I think I was so closeted because wrestling is such a male dominated yeah. sport. And I was always would have that fear that people would judge me because I was a female and they like, wouldn't think I know what I was talking about, but I do. And so that's why I kind of focused it and shaped it around the female perspective. And now it's shifted into women's wrestling, but also myself is definitely evolved, but I think it just stemmed from being closeted for so long and like wanting to speak my voice about something I was so at that point, like ten, as a fan for 10 years at that point, like a whole decade, yeah. pretty much. Um, you said something in there that sparked something in my head about um, 
like the female perspective and being closeted and not wanting to say you're a wrestling fan because you're a female and people and people don't think females know anything about this male dominated sport that is so prevalent right now and tiktok i post things on there i don't know if you've ever been on there but man a lot of people come at the the ladies you don't know this how can you how can you not like Shawn michaels you're a you're a, a woman you, your opinion doesn't matter uh i First of all, I am not of that mindset, uh, or my Thank you. <laughs> wife and wife and three daughters would kick me out of the house. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a question on it. It just made me think of that. Like, it, it's it's very ignorant that people think that way. And oh, I've definitely experienced it yeah. too. I feel like not to the magnitude as some other people, because I don't think I'm like way up the ladder or anything yet, but I've definitely had my fair share of like, even on one of the first articles I ever wrote, I got this long, I don't know if I can swear in here. I'm you so can. sorry. Now you're good. Um, I had this long ass comment there. That was like a whole book about like how I didn't know my stuff, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes it occasionally gets it maybe on like Twitter or whatever, but yeah, it's just there's I feel like there's a scrutiny if you're a woman or a female in pro wrestling that you have to know your stuff. Like you have to because this is traditionally male and like what like we're invading this space that has been male dominated for so long it feels like sometimes to where our opinion either doesn't matter or it's devalued because people don't think that we can like this sports or entertainment or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, I got a question for you. We asked this. Me and Vanessa have gone back and forth on this. Um, when I first kind of started this podcast and, and stuff with Vanessa specifically, um, I was I wanted a full women's show. I wanted a, a full show. Obviously, the pay-per-view, we, we've had evolution. As I've gone on, I've come to realize that, no, maybe that's not what I want anymore. I want women's wrestling to main event just wrestling like i want to see obviously i want to see charlotte and becky and rousey run it back at this year's wrestlemania as the main event on the second night like i want them to be the the main attractions on wrestling cards not a woman's wrestling show if i'm making sense yeah it definitely makes sense and we it's great that we have those shows that are all women's but also you want to transcend even more boundaries in, in main event a tenfold pay-per-view like um i mean like bianca and sasha did yep. last year like yep. mickey james and diana perrazzo did it at hard to kill okay. um like the triple threat you just mentioned you want it to main event like a traditional pay-per-view as well and keep making those leaps and bounds and pushing those Glass ceilings, as they say. Push them and break them down. Um, you're making strides in women's wrestling, whether you believe it or, or not. Uh, I mean, you got Wrestling Gal podcast, which is one of my favorite. Your Bell to Bells. Uh, Gaw TV, which you edit. First of all, I didn't mention this earlier when you talked about your podcast. You self-taught yourself everything. You didn't know a single yeah. thing. How You did the recording, the editing, all of it. And now you're editor on Gaw TV. You can thank Mickey James for that one. <laughs> Hardcore country herself, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's very it's very wild to even like say that in a sentence, honestly. 
What do you think it was that Mickey saw in you? I had known Mickey a couple of years before that, like growing up, like anybody who knows me, like knows she's literally like my biggest inspiration and hero in pro wrestling. And I had met her a couple years before God had even started. And like, we had built a rapport like over the last few, I would say since like it's about coming up on like five years now, we've had this rapport building. And so she knew who I was and I was always very supportive um, and then I kind of, kind of started my own podcast. I had had her on my podcast. And so, I mean, she knew that I had done work in podcasting. And like I said, we had built this rapport. And so I think she, I don't know what she saw in me. Cause I definitely didn't believe in myself at that time. At that point, I had only been doing my podcast like a year and like four months or something like that. Like this is November of 2020. Like I had just been podcasting just over a year. So I honestly don't know. I just think it was she knew that I had a good rapport with her and she wanted to take a chance on me and knew that I did my own stuff. So she wanted to give me an opportunity to contribute for God. I honestly could not tell you what she saw in me. I had helped her on some other social media stuff before. And then so she knew I did podcasting, too. So maybe she just took a chance on me and it just so happened to work out. Excellent. Yeah. And then... um with empower in the nwa which happened recently almost six months ago was it i still can't believe it was it six months ago it's coming up six months like next week it's wild what's the biggest thing that resonates the most with you from that event (sighs) like for me personally, it was my first time ever doing in-person correspondence or in-person interviews. And I was so scared, like shitless, because I'm so used to virtual stuff where I can have all my questions laid out on the <laughs> yeah, side right. here very prettily in my notepad app yeah. and have it structured and word for word. And in person, though, it's different. You have to yeah. remember stuff off the top of your head. And going in, I was very lucky, though, that I knew most of the girls already and could already knew their backgrounds and stuff if this was a situation where i didn't know anybody i feel like it would be completely the opposite but it's definitely different when you're in person you have to go kind of off the cuff and not as structured as i am used to obviously sometimes you have the spontaneous questions but most of my i would say 90 percent of my stuff is very structured and organized with my questions and stuff so for me that was a big task too and i mean Two, I mean, I guess being making my pay-per-view debut as the paparazzi was such a surprise. And like we were live and it was so daunting too. even though we were just like in the background. It's like, wow, this is actually happening. Um, I loved it. I thought it was a great show. Um, I loved following your stuff on social media and all that. Uh, it, it's funny. It's I. You're talking about how you you like your uh, your questions in front of you, your notepads, uh, your scripted stuff. I I have I I won't lie. I have a dry erase board in front of me right here with some stuff uh, on you and then other topics regarding wrestling. But a lot of our like I don't I like we were saying you're very professional. We're not as professional. We like to do the live thing and. We don't edit much of our stuff down. Uh, well, I mean, we take the guest part out and then edit that and throw it out. But it's just so weird. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. 
It's just live is a live yeah. is a whole different game though than like pre-recorded live. I mean, once it's out there, it's out there, which is why I don't really do any of my own live stuff on my own platforms. Like I host a couple shows that are live, um, like with Love Wrestling and like yeah. Women's Wrestling Talk. But other than that, the only live things I do in my own platforms is like Instagram Live, and that's just talking like shit right. and like random conversations. So I personally, I am still getting used to the whole live thing because anything can go wrong, and you have to kind of watch what you say because even though it might be edited later, it's still live and can be played back. So that is true. That is true. We have said we one of these days we will be canceled for one reason or another. <laughs> um, one more thing on Mickey James that I had off the top of my head. Uh, she was in the Rumble. Big moment for her coming back. <laughs> Accepting that in the Rumble. Uh, what was your initial reaction to that? And do you feel Mickey accomplished what she set out to accomplish? Which I don't know what that is, and maybe you do or don't, but do you feel she accomplished it? So I was at work when this happened and then all of a sudden I get a couple DMs and tweets because I have like notifications on. I'm like, why are people DMing me? Why are people tweeting me? And then all of a sudden I'm looking down as I shouldn't be at work <laughs> um, on my phone and it says Mickey James in the Royal Rumble. And immediately I text her. I'm like, ma'am, what is happening? <laughs> because and then she responds with like an evil laughing emoji. I'm like, oh, she's known for weeks. And so this was just huge. And honestly, I still couldn't believe it. I was like, what? What was my first reaction? Because it just didn't seem possible. I guess this is really a lesson of never say never in professional wrestling. But I really had thought that door had closed with WWE with her, but obviously not. And I am so glad that she had the opportunity to kind of rectify her last memory with WWE because before this, it was the whole trash bag thing. And she has said this before, so this is not new news. Like her legacy, like the last memory of her with WWE was that whole trash bag thing. And so this kind of rectifies it. I feel like rejuvenates her image of people who kind of, maybe saw her last after she got released, but now she's backed as a champion, a formidable champion in a rival company. And she's doing amazing things, breaking that. I mean, forbidden door as people say, and I, I will say it was her best rumble performance, like time wise. Um, but she, for, to me, I, I had really hoped she may have lasted a little bit longer or had a little bit bigger moment. She did have that cool callback to that Michelle McCool, piggy James storyline. I popped yeah. for that because that was my first introduction to women's wrestling. And then it was cool that she was eliminated by Lita who she defeated like in Lita's retirement match initially. And so that was cool. But I do wish there was some bigger moments in there for her. Like people were so fueled and hyped for her and Charlotte to finally go at it. And they were in the ring, like Mickey's whole time in the ring. Charlotte was in there, but they never Never touched touched. and they never capitalized on it. So (laughs) I feel like once she was in there though, she wasn't really a focal point in it. She had that moment where she first came in and then when she came out, but there was really nothing in between that people focused on in between there. So I'm happy for that moment, but I also, I kind of expected or hoped for more as well, if that makes sense. It does. Is she going to go into the hall of fame this year? (sighs) I, hope so i i don't know though i don't know if it's too soon i feel like at some point she has to i just don't know if right now is 
is the year for it. It I does agree. seem though that they've kind of made amends, and it's a, and she did say that Nick Khan like apologized or like spoke to her about it. Um, so it seems that they've made amends. I can't speak for her personally how she's feeling. I would love it. Um, I would be surprised if it happened this soon, though, to be honest with you. But nothing's been announced so far, and we've seen crazy things happen in wrestling lately. That's so, right. It's wrestling. Anything can happen. I mean, Cody Rhodes could just walk out of AEW. I know. It, right? It's. I still can't even believe that. <laughs> we were talking about it right at the start. Um, yeah. There was some stuff on, on SportsSI.com uh, with uh, Justin Barrasso basically saying he's going back. He's got sources, says he's going back to WWE, but it's it's nothing written down, nothing official. Uh, what's your thoughts? I heard that WWE knew that he was going to be I announcing that this, too, that he was yeah. leaving, too. I, it's, too. I can't speak for him. I mean, obviously, there had to be some motivation. I mean, we've heard the rumors of the like producers clashing and all of that, yeah. but who's to say like what the real truth is? It definitely seems like... Tony Khan and like AEW are very appreciative of Cody Rhodes as he was definitely instrumental in building all elite wrestling off of the ground a few years ago. And there's a lot of respect there, but I don't know if it was like creative differences or does he want more, but also like people make good points about him going back to WWE because I mean, of treatment of the past and he, maybe he would be kind of playing second fiddle to a few other people, top stars. Um, We've seen stuff promised, and yeah. then people go back on their promises in WWE. So I don't know. I I don't really know what his reasoning was. I I definitely don't think it was money because he he definitely got paid well. Yeah. But then again, money can't be always the foundation of happiness. So I just wish him luck, and I think that he's done so much good though too, especially like in the outreach and like like he's done so many cool like things personally for people. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see where he goes next. Yeah. I'm interested too. Uh, like I said, I said on Tuesday on this show, uh, whether it's a work or a shoot, it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's great for wrestling all around. It's just going to make for good storylines. However you look at it. Um, only time will tell, I suppose. Um, I want to rewind a little bit, uh, to like booking people for your podcast because you mentioned something on Spencer. Well, with Love Wrestling, a mind behind, yeah, that's the name of it. With Spencer, you mentioned something about uh, trying to book Chelsea Green. You really wanted to book Chelsea Green. I think it's her. I might be wrong. Might be a different person. But basically, it was a WWE superstar. You wanted to book them. Um, then they got released, and then you were hesitant because. You know there's going to be a ton of people reaching out to that person. Uh, how do you tackle that? Like we've we've encountered that. There's been wrestlers that we've wanted to have on, and either we can't get them because they're out of the WWE or they're here or there. We just we just can't get them. We just can't. Um, and then they get released and they put their email up in their profile. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, dude, we've wanted you before you got released and we don't even care why you're released uh how challenging is that how do you tackle it any advice that was definitely um about diana prazo um, if i'm correct and how again it, it is very daunting and like definitely too with the 
a recent string of releases in November, I was very hesitant to reach out to people too, because again, I don't consider myself like a huge podcast that can easily like get somebody, right. you know, there's definitely some podcasts that'll get them like within a week of them being released. And I'm like, they have connections yeah. that they've earned, but it's definitely like, you feel like you're going to get lost in the shuffle. I honestly don't have the right equation for it. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how I just, I guess, take a chance really. And Deanna Perrazzo said yes to me after she was initially released. And now I've interviewed her like seven coming up on eight times coming up when I see her in April. And we've built this good rapport with nice. that. And it's all about networking too, because I'm, I'm now good with Deanna. And then, so that's why I was more um, confident in reaching out to Chelsea because I have this good networking with yeah. Deanna already. And you can use, people when you're pitching yourself past guests yeah. who maybe those people are familiar with. So Chelsea was familiar with Deanna and like Mickey and like Lisa Marie Varen, who I'd interviewed as well at the, up to that point. And so it's using maybe some people who they're familiar with and people who they maybe trust their judgment on that you've previously worked with in pitching those emails. Honestly, there's still definitely a lot of people I have not emailed because I didn't feel confident and I thought I was going to get lost in the shuffle. I honestly don't know what it was about my email that Deanna said yes, but I am so glad she did because now like I've built this great rapport with her and I love her so much and it's all about networking and continuing building those connections so honestly sometimes you just have to throw a shot in the dark and some people are gonna say yes i don't really have the right algorithm <laughs> to it hey i'm about that i'm about throwing shit at the wall and whatever sticks sticks right definitely uh, too yeah and Prazo's great i've heard her on your stuff i've heard her on busted open and uh phenomenal um the other mark out moment for me personally uh relating to you is you have a show now on se scoops or as i like to call it scoops i've been following scoops probably since they started it used to be sports and it used to be sport it used to be just scoops i think wrestling scoops maybe way back in the day but now it's se scoops you have a a show on there and i found that out from uh well the web mike the webmaster guy I think believe. And he said, he told me to say hi. Cause I said, you're on the show today. Oh my, wait, how do you know him? <laughs> I just know him. I know. I him. love him. <laughs> they, uh, it's weird. It's weird. I was going to start. I did start writing some articles for them. Okay. And then, and then, uh, I went back. I work in the school system for my shoot job. I went back to work. It became really hard to do this yeah. show well, you know, I don't have to tell you you're everywhere. Um, so I still give, I still provide stuff. I still talk to them. I still provide them sound clips and all sorts of different things. And, uh, so I said, yeah, I said, Ella's on the show tonight. And, uh, he's like, Oh, she's, she's a sweetheart. Tell her I said hi and, and all this stuff. But, uh, tell us a little about that show. Cause I'm excited about it. Yeah. Women's rest and focus yeah. was, I mean, pitched to me last year um again i feel like a all of this a lot of the stuff that happened last year i feel like aligned because of mickey james taking a chance on me with gaw and having that kind of accolade to my name at that point and i don't think a lot of the other stuff it was kind of like a domino effect i feel like after that relationship with gaw got built but mike had 
messaged me the one day after seeing me on a panel that I had done a few weeks ago or a few weeks prior for a podcast and somehow messaged me. And I was like, uh, yes, I love women's wrestling. I would love <laughs> to have a show. And so it's kind of just blossomed from there. Obviously, it's still a work in progress. It's coming up on a year like next month, which That's is insane. absolutely insane, actually, that it's already been a year at this point. But I do women's wrestling focus, um, which is great. Like we had tossed around other names and ideas like that. But like the premise is like relevant topics or like past, present and future of women's wrestling. So it's kind of it's a biweekly show normally every Wednesday. But I also do interviews for them. And that's who I went on behalf of Empower of. So all of those nice. interviews were taking on behalf of SE Scoops. And I'll be going on behalf of SE for WrestleMania coming up to that weekend. So that's going to be super fun. I've definitely gotten some cool opportunities because Mike took a chance on me. So, but I think, like I said, I think a lot of this started because Mickey James took a chance on me. I think the rest was kind of a domino effect to where now I'm working in like writing and hosting and now commentating. It's crazy. Yeah. You're everywhere. You're doing it all. I'm trying. Yeah. (laughs) You'll be get rid of that shoot job soon. Uh, wrestling like that. My biggest goal, honestly, is wrestling media full time. But it's scary to take that leap. And this is something I've talked about with with Mike with before. So shout out to him for like encouraging me, giving me advice. I'm mm-hmm. like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, like that. Like I just want to make this full time, but it's scary. Like yeah. financially, like you don't know whether because wrestling is so unpredictable. Like you could have a lot of things. Like there's like so many events coming up. Like this Saturday, for example, yep. like on the 19th, like elimination chamber you got no surrender um you uh, like a a capital championship wrestling who i also work for is having a show that day there's a bunch of cool indie shows too like each week is so unpredictable it could be really busy then the next week could be really lax it's very scary so i mean but that's definitely my hope is to some point maybe the next year or two to make this full time there you go uh millie rose seven in the chat i don't know if you know that i know millie yes says ella really does do it all yes i try i've been doing some new stuff like i commentated for the first time back in december and my second try is coming up in like right after this next show for capital championship wrestling so i'm trying out new stuff it's definitely scary like not gonna lie i was scared shitless but <laughs> sometimes you have to push yourself up. i am beyond fun. jealous I am beyond jealous. It's so awesome. And kudos to you for doing stuff that is scary. I was, uh, more people need to do that. That's for damn sure. Um, we're nearing the end of the show, but before I give you the mic to, to put yourself over and do all that fun stuff, uh, you tweeted out right before we went live, uh, you're awaiting an email and, uh, would you like to, has that email come? Um, no i am waiting in confirmation on something which would be huge for me it would be a first First. um that's all i can say because i don't want to jinx it but if it happens the way i want it to i can say um it has to do with se okay um so we'll see i hope it works out but again availability is crazy and getting schedules to align I bet. so spectacular awesome and we love to keep it kayfabe on here so thank you for that that's for damn sure <laughs> of course. um 
Anyways, Ella, I know you've had a long day. You're extremely tired. Although I would love to keep talking to you. Uh, we'd like we to can leave. keep going on. No, if this, you want this to. is what I've learned, Ella. I've learned you got to go with the flow here. This is what I've learned. I keep a lot on the table. If I keep a lot on the table, we've had a good show. We can get you back. I think it was uh, Van Fleet told us that. Uh, Van Fleet and Ryan McKinnell from Busted Open said do that. He said when you make pitches, only off, only say you only want people for 15 to 30 minutes. Leave stuff on the table. Do a good show and they'll come back. So that's my plan. That's my plan. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the mic now. And you can put over anything you want. We've been uh, having links go up in the Twitch chat while we talked. Uh, plug anything you got coming up. Anything uh, you want people to go to. Oh, by the way, thank you for my stickers. They're on my water oh bottle. Oh, my God. So I got, That's awesome. I got oh, yeah, this one yeah. and then this one. And then uh, your pictures are on here somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. So That's awesome. Uh, but anyways, you can say anything you want. The floor is yours, and I will not interrupt. Um, to make it easiest, you can follow me on Twitter at It's Ella J. If you go to the link tree, the link in my bio, there's all my links to my podcast, um, SC Scoops, Belt Bells. There's a lot going on there. Women's Wrestling Talk, uh, Capital Championship Wrestling, my merch and all of that fun stuff, or you can follow my podcast on Twitter and Instagram at a wrestling gal and a wrestling gal.com. Spectacular. Um, I lied. I do have one more thing uh, okay. <laughs> that I can't leave on the table. I have to say this. How addicted to Canva are you? Oh my God, dude. When I first started, like, it's, it's oh great, my God, man. you, you went really back. I was honestly very much addicted to making merch. Like when I yeah. very first started, it's really fun and it really helps with graphics too yeah. for, and, cause I'm not like, I'm not artistic really, but it definitely helps with making graphics for episode. It's and like everything I do, like cover photos. It's, it's really fun. Yeah. That's uh, I use that for. For the YouTube thumbnails, the Twitter posts, mm-hmm. pretty much anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much addicted to Canva as well. Uh, Spuddy Canada says, proud of Ella. You go, girl. Way to go. Represent the women 100%. Ella, you've been a pleasure to have on. Um, I'm a big supporter of women's wrestling. Vanessa, uh, Vanessa, do you have any words? Pardon? <laughs> do you have any final comments for Ella? No, no, no. We're well. We're big proponents of women's wrestling here, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. We took our forbidden door off, so uh, yeah. Thanks for giving us your we time. We can't say forbidden door anymore. We, we can't say that. Why? Oh, because it's right. The forbidden turnstile. We've installed a forbidden turnstile. Saloon doors. A saloon door. Saloon yes, doors. That, that works better here at the bar. That makes much more sense. And I'm trying to pitch a late night show to Mike for scoops. I'm trying to figure out how we can do that. I'm like, you need a late night show. That's what you need. But I don't think you'll buy that, but you never know. Right. You never know. Yeah, until you, honestly, darts. you never know until you throw that shot in the dark. Sometimes throw that shot in the dark. Um, Ella, thanks for giving us your time. As I said before, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Of course. Thank yeah. you so much. Have a great night. You as well. Peace. Great stuff. Oh.